Montenegro of Simmerate Pyramids here. And you're listening to Skadad's podcast. Everywhere you can find it. Internet, not net, everywhere. Just listen. Check it out, man. the ska dads podcast and i'm i'm so excited to bring on a guest for the second time so so john you are officially our second this is the second time you're on the show so give it up for john roy from smoke and mirror sound system unsteady and escape hatch records is is there anything else i'm sure there's a bunch of them but they're all 30 years old so yeah (laughs) yeah well well thanks thanks john for coming on again we're super psyched to have you on and Oh my gosh! Since since the since the last time you were on uh, Smoke and Mirrors, you guys have been incredibly busy, right? Yeah, um, I think when I was first on, I was insanely busy, but nobody saw anything that I was doing. It's kind of like making a movie, you know, like making record after record. Like, okay, and here comes eight albums. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally, it literally, as soon as our interview aired, I think every month you had a new single out yeah. on YouTube, a new vinyl you were pressing. There were there were just a lot of things coming out, so. Um, it, it reminds me too. I, I don't know if this was any forethought on your end of things, but um, you being like the head honcho of Smoke and Mirrors, like the driving force behind it, and what you were just talking about, it's almost like the great, the great Oz. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, I'm I'm so psyched to see see so much stuff coming out, and I wanted to have you back on, and we we chatted about it because you have you have some a couple of new releases coming out. So, um, I don't know. Let's, let's get down to it. Um, I know, I know you had just, um, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the new dub album that's coming out and, and is it out already? It is now out. Uh, It's a secret that's, that I'm not keeping. I just want, (laughs) I'm on a press junket with you. You're the guy. That's it. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just want, want people to know it is out. It's number six and. I just love it. It's got nine dubs from six engineers from three countries. And it's all folks that, you know, if you're already into this, you you know who they are. They're all like my friends. And they're great. And it's kind of a, it's kind of like the dub follow-up album to the uh, undercover. Yeah. Album, a lot right? of them are from undercover, but a few of them are also from um, strength and numbers from the first one too. And I actually, there's a couple of them that yeah. are off of the, off of the singles from the, um, uh, scroll on by and uh, motive single. Yeah, basically, I had uh, twenty six or twenty eight dubs, and I just handed them all 
to Dub Robot to Brian Wallace and said, hey, you're the guy. These are all my children. And you're going to be the guy who's the curator because there's only 21 minutes per side to get good resolution. So like you pick them what you think is the best. And I have no judgment whatsoever. And I will accept it. So he put in nine songs that fit into basically 40 minutes of a, of a record. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, Brian Wallace is also someone you work with on escape hatch. You guys kind of came up with that record. No, actually together, right? uh, Mike Buckmiller, um, who's the, uh, my partner in the escape hatch. He's Mike is like my go-to graphics designer. And he also has uh, his own project, um, satanic puppeteer orchestra which is basically yes, like yeah. you know me with smoke and mirrors him with satanic puppeteer orchestra it's basically just us grabbing people like as many people as we can you know fool into working with us <laughs> Well, the, the Satanic Puppeteer Orchestra is kind of, it's really cool. I i know they just released like yes. a reggae album and, and um, it's almost like I, I, I saw like an interview with the robot <laughs> yeah. and, and it's almost like, it reminds me so much of like Mystery Science Theater. Very like much. 3, I watch at least an episode of yeah. Mystery Science every 48 hours or so. Yeah. Were you big, were you big into their, didn't they just reboot? It's like, a, I guess that was like pre-pandemic, but you know, they kind of rebooted yeah. themselves. Yeah, actually, um. um the the ones with Jonah as the host. Um, I watched all. I've I've watched every single Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and every single Rift Tracks, yeah. and what was the other one? Um, ooh, it's basically like all the folks from Mystery Science Theater doing the same riffing on stuff too. Oh, I I have a friend who who told me about that, and I I cannot. It's it's yeah. on YouTube. So if you search, if yeah. you go down that rabbit hole, you can. Definitely I, I literally, you know, like Netflix and prime how whatever you know click on mystery science theater or find rick with riff tracks and just keep going down the rabbit hole further and further and i have now watched every episode except for the ones where i have to pay like eight dollars i'm not going to do it sorry guys love you <laughs> <laughs> well um let's let's i, I know it's easy to get yes. on a tangent but this uh, so the smoke screen album you, you were talking about you, it has tons of different people putting their collaborations into yep. the dub mix you have two tracks by the the dub guru himself, yep. Victor Rice, yep. uh, Agent J from yep. the Slackers, and various other New York City Scott projects. Got Roger, Roger Revis doing head. a bunch of stuff for me too. 
Brian even has done dubs. And as then well. uh, the, the dub robot is that, Brian is that Wallace his mix. Me, yeah. yeah. You've done a couple of their releases on, um, on on your label now. Who who are the people behind the um, Black Market? That's uh, Nate Bridges uh, from High Noon Audio. He's actually relocating his studio to L.A. right now from Nashville. Um, I checked. I was into Black Market, into Nate and what he was doing before I knew who, who he was. And I was like, what is this Beach Boys in dub? This is amazing. Wait a minute, really? The Clash in dub? Okay, wait a minute. David Bowie in dub? Wow, where do you get the, uh, you know, where do you get the licensing for that? I mean, that's fantastic. And then um, I saw that he had a YouTube channel after I'd bought a few of his Bandcamp songs. And then I'd ask Brian Wallace, I'm like, who is this black market guy? Do you know him? He's all, yeah, he's a former student of mine. Uh, oh, and wow. then um, Wise Owl, um, Brandon Nisnik, who's his collaborator with uh, Black Market, they're doing a YouTube, they have been doing a YouTube channel uh, weekly live stream. So I would check that out every single Wednesday for a year and a half during the pandemic when nobody could leave anywhere. It was kind of between that and Curtis from Monkey doing his live podcast or live webcast daily. I think that yeah. either kept me sane or kept me believing I was sane. <laughs> <laughs> the mr the you know yeah whatever right, keeps right. you going right like uh yeah i yeah that their podcast was something i, I really like tuning into and watching too over the pandemic and uh i i, I know their the monkey is so busy with all their music stuff now that it's it's hard it's hard to get back into yeah and that, i you know? i when i talked to curtis he was like okay i'm kind of burnt out like trying to do something every single day is intense like it's, it's a full-time job. Yeah. And when you have a full-time job, it's hard to do too. I'm like, I, I get you, man. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like music, you know, like, well, monkey's also part of the escape hatch. Absolutely. Too, right? Yeah. We've got split singles with them. Yeah. I have Curtis and Brian on numerous recordings as well. Again, I'll, I want everybody in, you know, these are the, we're all nerds and I like having a family of nerds doing stuff together. We all love this stuff. Stop and wait. 
yeah, the, 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 you mentioned those that black market group, and I, I remember having having that Clash yes. album I heard, and the Beach Boys. The Chuck Chuck Ren from Jump Up gave me like a co- an extra copy he had of their like the Beach right. Boys song, and uh, whenever I play that in DJ, people are like, "What is this? <laughs> Who, who's doing this?" It's it's always one of those things. I like put I usually put it on when I DJ like a, a like a, a record show, and people are always like, "Yeah, like, what is? Wait a minute, what?" And. I, and uh... I find that people do that a lot when um, they're playing, like when I do the Smoke and Mirrors live dub set. Like I'm going out there and they're yeah. like, are you a D- uh, DJ? Can you play this song? No, I can play one of 45 songs that I've pre-sequenced. So no, I can't play this. But it, here's what I'm playing if you'd like to pick it. But uh, just people yeah. walking in are like, wait, is that Steel Pulse? I'm like... Well, it is, but it's actually a whole bunch of different people. And that's, I love that. Yeah, I, I got a big gig over the summer doing like a, a pretty big brewery here in Baltimore. And I was like, you know what? Um, I, I, I could, you know, sometimes I, I, strict, I, I stick to like strictly like B-sides, obscure stuff. I said, I'm, I'm just going to go the opposite route. I'm just going to play all <laughs> covers in kind of like a reggae style. And um it was probably one of my best sets I probably had in the last yeah. like three years, just because people were coming up to me and they were nodding their head. They're yeah. like, "What is this? Who is this?" It was, you know, and and there were so many good covers out there, like, you know, of even like the Trojan Air sound of doing yeah. like Beatles songs, Rolling yeah, Stone songs, uh, you know, m- old Motown songs. People love that, and, and and I think that's really the cool thing, and that seems to be kind of like the niche um, Smoke and Mirrors has fallen into because you know a lot of you guys have originals you put yeah. out original music but you've also put out some covers right Especially yeah recently. i'm i try to keep it around half and half you know um i don't want to be uh, the one thing i never wanted to do especially pre-pandemic was i don't want to do a wedding band and a cover wedding band and that kind of thing it's like that's not what we're doing uh we're doing something completely different and i still want to do the original stuff but all these tunes that I grew up with, I still want to play them. You know, I want to hear them. And the only way I think I can hear them is by playing them. <laughs> and I mean, like the whole smoke and mirrors um, sound system, it, it came out of that like root of collaboration, right? Like, I mean, the whole everything, the Strength in Numbers album, the first release, that was it was all about getting friends from all sides of the country and even, you know, people, people that you never worked yeah, with before, yeah. right? It's, it started with as many people that I could find that, that I knew that had, you know, a microphone and a laptop or a computer to record stuff on and were musicians. And that's pretty much everybody that I knew for 20 plus years. Um, and then after that, it was like, hey, man, who do you know? Hey, do you, do you like this song? What do you think of this? Do you like this guy? And, and people just kept re- referring me to other people and I would keep going on and on and on. And now I'm I've gone f- completely down the rabbit hole. It's pretty fantastic. I just uh, sent a song this morning and I'm, you know, getting on my hands and knees and hoping that he'll say yes. But uh, Clinton Fearon up in Seattle, I really want him from the uh, uh, the Gladiators to sing on a tune. Yeah. So Wow. And I, I mean, like speaking of that, one of the coolest releases that I think I've heard from you guys recently was the Roy Ellis Monty, and yes. Monty Naismith. Yeah. The, um, that, that's, I couldn't get, I couldn't get them to, that was I couldn't get them to be on stage together. So at least I could get them close to each yeah. other on vinyl. 
And that's great. They agree. I mean, I, I'm, did they agree to that? Like being on the flip of uh, side uh, no. of each other? No, they didn't. <laughs> but oh, no. each one in his own right is a fantastic human being. And yeah. I thought of each song for each individual person that made the most sense for them. And I thought there is no A side yeah. and B side. It's A and double A. <laughs> I, I actually got a chance to see Monty. He he did a did a like a showcase gig in DC, and it was with Eastern Standard Time, the Fuzz, yep. the Scotch Bonnets, yeah. And it was it was amazing because, you know, most of those kinds of gigs, like all the big ones in LA, it's usually like the the singer will get up, or the group will get up with one backing band. And this show, he was a showcase show, so each band got to learn a couple Monty songs to play with That's them. Cool. And, yeah, it was it was I was like, oh, I did not expect this. And this is even <clears throat> it's even better than what I was expecting. And um, Monty's he was great to hang out with after the show, too. And he did a did a drop for for the podcast, too. I, I talked to him about, hey, I do this podcast and I, I explained it to him. And he's like, oh, I can I can I do an intro or drop? And I was like, yeah, let's come over here. We did it in the alley. It was a lot of background noise. I was able to <laughs> clean it up and make it somewhat presentable. And, I, you know, that's that's a cool thing about about those guys and 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 you know they, they're still playing music after decades and, and roy ellis just came out with a book i've yep. heard too that I, I haven't checked it out yet but that's uh yeah it's it's amazing those guys are still staying active and i'm sure it was amazing to work with them as well right i, w- I want to still be doing it in 30 years myself too that's what i want yeah. You know, I, I want to just keep on going until I can't do anything. <laughs> how, how did, how did you get, how did you get in touch with them? Was it through yourself or you just reached out to them or did you know someone? Oh, I have to think back. Um, I think Chuck knew, knew Monty to get hold of Monty. Um, I think it was probably through Chuck Wren. And then for, um, then it was through Tony from Liquidator for Roy Ellis. Um, cause I was talking to, I was talking to Roger and Jesse because they, um, Agrilites had backed up Roy and Roger's like, well, you should probably talk to Tony. I think he has a manager or he has a, <laughs> that was funny. I'd already done a single with Roger and with Jesse. I'm a man on liquidator with Tony. And I'm like, I keep trying to get Roy to be on us on this tune and I can't get him over and over again this is the hardest oh this is impossible and then Roger's like well uh, I got his manager number if you want to talk to him 
I'm like, really? What's his name? Oh, his name's Tony from Liquidator. I'm like, oh, geez. So yeah. I've been I've been talking to Tony for a year. And, he, oh, I didn't know that he was his manager. Okay, great. So it was immediate connection, you know. Yeah, that's that's cool. Sometimes people you're already working with already have the connections. You just didn't ask them at the right time. or didn't Yeah, it's like if you're not all sitting in the room at once, you can't, you don't put two and two together. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, that's cool. And, and uh, I also... We were talking, well, I, I'm just curious since the last time we talked, like Escape Hatch, like how, how did that start? Like what made you want to start your own label? Um, what, what's the reasoning behind it and how's um, it going? I, I felt like um, I wanted to be in control of what I wanted to put out and when I wanted to put it out. Because I was, honestly, I was already paying for it to get done. Yeah. And just waiting for uh, previous record companies to release. And I want to choose the time when I want to release it. And I want to share it with people. And I, I'm just finding ways to share it with more people. I'm not necessarily too worried about making big money on it or anything. But you could be a, a star in your own garage and nobody will ever hear your music. You know, I, I just wanted a means to put it out. And I guess, okay, if there isn't a record company that's going to put it out for me, I'll have to do it myself. And if there isn't a distributor, I'll have to do it myself. And it's basically, that's how it goes. Over and over again, pretty soon you become a distributor for yourself. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of, I mean, if anyone hears this, I need some distributors in Europe. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, you have you have had some of your records um, released on other, other labels like Badasonic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, li Liquidator too, right? Like yeah. Liquidator is really, and then Chuck from Jump Up has also helped. Um, yep, Badasonic, Liquidator, Jump Up, Grover, and uh, Steady Beat, Luis and uh, San Pedro. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I, you know, it's it's not like even if you put it out yourself, you you're just you're presenting, you're making with other connections. You can distribute it through other labels too, because everyone has stuff they're trying to like move around too. So yeah, it's like yeah, you know. I'm always I'm always down to trade stuff as well. That way, I'll have it at shows to you know, either use it as giveaways or have it as like, hey, if you buy two of mine, check this out, and that it helps spread the music. It, it's kind of reminds me of mixtape, you know, thirty years ago. Yeah, and that like, that I was I was just I was just actually going to make that connection because I I picked up a copy of the Undercover album, and that's. That that to me is like a mixtape because you have all these like rock tunes, soul tunes, yeah. reggae tunes, and yeah. the playlist is so diverse. It's it's kind of like this is something I would have would have had on a cassette tape, you know? Yeah. In 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 the nineties, listening to so talk about a little bit. Can you talk a little bit how about that album came? You know how that album came together and what guided you in kind of selecting those tracks. Um, I'd already had a, a couple of covers I was working on, but I didn't want to do a bunch of them for the first record for Strength in Numbers. I wanted to like do original music, like so we weren't just known as a cover group. If there was a group, there was no group when I made Strength in Numbers too. <laughs> but oh, once we got a band going, it's easier to learn a cover. Number one, and number two, it was easier for people who don't know the music, as you know to be like, oh, I know that song. It's done in a different way, but I, I dig it. Um, so to to create the album, all of those songs were literally, we were talking about mixtapes. I've had every single one of those songs in its original form 
on a mixtape that I've given to someone or received from someone 30 years ago and 20 years ago. Or yeah. then mix CDs afterwards, too. I was I used to burn CDs like a madman. Yeah. Yeah, I still have a bunch of, like, probably, like, five spools of burnt CDs <laughs> in my garage. It's like, what am I going to do with these? And uh, my yeah, daughter, CD. who's 11, doesn't even know what they are. She's like, yeah, what, well, what, what, what are those? Those are mirrors? Those are cool. I like those things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she knows what they are, but she she's never yeah. played one. Like, you know, that's that's we, – we were looking at vinyl records the other day, and she's, like, looking at – I was like, oh, if you ever – want to get one i i have a turntable i'll show you how to use the turntable <laughs> um but um yeah it's just funny to see how how those things have changed you know so so quickly but i'm um, thinking about the track listing on that too like it opens up with the this like northern soul song uh by edwin star 25 miles it's yeah i one of my favorite tracks on the album i just love that i've never I've never really heard a cover of that before either yeah it was um one of the first songs i learned with the first band i ever played with um, I dedicated it to um, Bubba, Chris Childers, who passed away before I made that album. He was the keyboard player and played rhythm guitar in this band, Big Express. And we did all like, you know, 60s soul stacks, Motown kind of stuff. Um, and that was one of the first 10 songs I learned for the first set I played when I was 15 years old with that band. Oh, wow. So I was like, hey, I, I love this and someone's got to hear it. And I mean, that rhythm in terms of Jamaican music has been used how many times? Yeah. Doom, boom, 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 boom. Like, it's all over the place. Like, yeah. And it's, pick, and it's like Northern Soul is like one of those things, too. It, it transfers into, into reggae, into ska. You can, you can do it, but it, it also makes it sound so much different, too. Like, yeah. You know. Come on, feet. Start walking. A lot of a lot of the songs um, that Smoke and Mirrors do, it's it's definitely in that mindset. I and I, I I think of it as like a post-COVID group too, because that's come up. You know, you've talked about that a little bit already yeah. today. Is just like, you know, the pandemic and do, was that was that? Do you still think about that today? Like, is is that one of the things that keeps you going? Is like, you know, the pandemic and that in that you know time period. Well, absolutely. I mean, two weeks ago, I got my fifth booster. Um, and I got the covalent booster and I have to get uh, yearly infusions because I have uh, multiple sclerosis. So for me, getting sick was like, this could be a death sentence. That's a problem. 
Um, so I think about it on a daily basis. I still have to deal with people for my job. You know, we do rentals and we do, um, production for live shows. So I have to run into people all the time and it's like, Oh, I also have pe people on the payroll. So like, Oh, uh, this guy is sick this week or this girl got sick last week. She can't do the show or someone's sick today and they can't do the show. I mean, it's, it's in your life all the time. If, yeah. if you're dealing with this stuff, you know, um, I can't separate what's going on in the world with what I want to do here. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy man. <laughs> um, the under, the undercover album too. I, I just thought, the layout and the design, all that, it was so thoughtful and, and, and it like it just fit together so well. I, I know, you know, you have people too with, with the, that you hire out to do like the design for this. And, but, yeah. but a lot of this, I don't know, a lot of the Soka Mirror stuff, it, it definitely shines through that you take that time to think about the art and the presentation of it. Right? Oh, yeah, control freak. <laughs> <laughs> Type A, right? Like, yeah. In the nicest way possible. I'm a benevolent dictator. Um, <laughs> well, like um, looking at origami, I, I was like, oh my God, has anyone done origami within the insert for a record? Yeah. And, and I think that's why Mike Buckmiller is such a good partner for the record company because Satanic Puppeteer Orchestra, if you've looked at any of their records, he's crazy with it. Like it's, it's, it's beyond awesome gimmick stuff. But it's all the things that I love. You know, like, he'll put in 3D glasses with his records. It, double groove gr records and have a, a robot side and a human side of the record. It's just intense. So, Have, have, it, you, guys, have you guys thought about a Smell-O-Vision record? Can you, <laughs> can you do a scented record? Would that be the next oh, step? That actually, that would be pretty fun. I mean, I, you know, I do have air fresheners. Yeah. Did I give you an air freshener? Did you get one? I don't yet? think so. I've got to mail you one. So I ha <laughs> we have uh, Amaretto, Vanilla, and Coconut. And I think that Vanilla and Coconut uh, are the most popular. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'd be into that. Um, I'm into, I would love to do Glow in the Dark vinyl. I have Glow in the Dark pins. I have Glow in the Dark stickers. All super nerd stuff. Uh, flexi single, coffee table book, koozies, slip mats. Yeah, like all of it yeah Un underwear do you have underwear yet not yet i think we'll work on underoos next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well that you know and, and that's i i think like in 2023 that's what you need to do like like thinking outside the box and like i i really like that like the satanic puppeteer orchestra like their their latest release it, it almost came with it was like a, a record but it was like tons of other packages yeah stuff. yeah it comes with a puzzle yeah <laughs> i love that yeah, that's so oh, awesome. The Smoke and Mirrors board game. I think I should work on that next. <laughs> you guys need a version of Monopoly. like The anti-Monopoly? What Monopoly <laughs> should have been when it was created? What they were actually created for? Yeah. Do you know that story? Yeah. That Monopoly was created by a, a lady that was trying to teach people how, um, how to work together. And basically... It was taken and then used instead to be how to work against each other in a capitalist society. 
I did we talk about this on the last episode? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know if I, I I've talked about it. Maybe maybe my wife and I we talked about it. I, sometimes I get I get conversations mixed up in my head. But <laughs> we we I've definitely had that conversation with someone that they mentioned that to me, and I was like, I did not know that. But uh, yeah, that it, it's really interesting, and and um, yeah, it's funny how the world and everything else has changed. Uh, you know, when, when was it created in the sixties or fifties? No, I, I believe it was created. I mean, if you look at the the puzzle pieces or the the um, playing pieces, it was pre. Um, I think it was pre depression. Yeah, like pre pre nineteen thirty. Oh, I don't have. Well, I'm not going to Google it. I won't cheat. I'm not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's why the people that are listening can fact check us. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. a great thing about a podcast. Fact check all you day. Can be, Tell me. I need to know, please. Yeah, you could be incorrect and 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 just say whatever you want, and uh, no one. <laughs> Joe Joe Rogan's made like a living out of that, right? That is true. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing throwing crap up on the wall and seeing what sticks. Yep. Um. But yeah, well, I, I'm super excited about about some of these great releases too. I, I know another release you guys had was some Motown covers um, with Zoe and Chris Dowd yes. from Fishbone. Yeah, uh, the Band of Gold, signed, sealed, and delivered. You can't. Those those are two of my favorite like soul songs. What made you guys put this out? What what was the idea behind it? Um, I just had to. Um, I'm actually so I'm working on Undercover Strikes Back because I'm a nerd and I wanted to make Undercover (laughs) too. Undercover Strikes Back, obviously. Um, and we're (laughs) um the the artist Duke Duel that did um the first two records, the albums. Um, he's working on it right now, and he he had me take or had had Andrea, my wife take pictures of me pretending to be uh, Han Solo and Carbonite. So we'll see how that comes together. But I, I, I was hoping that he'd make it look like a, a blister pack uh, for a star Wars figure with Han Solo and Carbonite, but it's me. Oh, wow. So we'll see, we'll see how that comes. And I don't know what I'll do for the insert of the extra pieces, oh, wow. but yeah, um, yeah. I had these covers and I was like, I was still, I was putting together science seal deliver and um, I heard Zoe singing in her car on Instagram. And she was singing to the radio to Frida Payne, Band of Gold. And I was like, I need to record you on this. 
And she's like, I'm up for it. I'm like, great. I'll get to work on it. And in, in three weeks I had the basics to get her on it. Wow. And then I fleshed it out over the course of like three months, but I, I had to do it. And then of course, band of gold, you need to have a record that's yellow or gold or amber. Yeah. And then the cover needs to be gold or yellow. And then of course it coincided with escape patch records, number zero, zero seven for double Oh seven, like gold finger, the man with the golden gun. It's all super nerd stuff. I can't, I can't help myself. And and the design on on the album sleeve is awesome too. Do you want to talk yes. about that? Yeah, Jay Bonner. Um, he did. I I'd asked him for side to side. I wanted side by side, Zoe and Frida Payne from 1970. And on the other side, I wanted side by side, Chris Dowd with Stevie Wonder from around 1970. Yeah, that's and, awesome. That and we discussed it, sick. and we talked. Like I'd like it to look like it's a a Trojan records imprint label from 1973 or 74. Like that. Yeah. I have the, the wooden horse Trojan. Like, is yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And it, that was the, the vibe I'm completely looking for. And if you look at the vinyl on this record, um, I had a Palomino records in Kentucky, um, print it. And like, that is the vinyl. <laughs> so I wanted it to look like one of my aunt's houses, um, table lamps from 1973 <laughs> when I was like, you know, when I was a kid in like 78, 79. So it's clear, but it has the splatter and it, that's, it reminds me of like oil lamps, you know, like, like yeah. that's the look I'm going for. That's so I mean, it fits, right. It fits with that yeah. time period. It fits with the songs. That's so that's like next level stuff. <laughs> it to to make it sound like it was you know 1973 trojan imprint as well that's awesome and um well i i if if someone's listening to and they don't know who jay bonner is like i i i would say if you know the agrolytes or like the agrolytes you should definitely he he played a crucial part in that band forming he was in the vessels before the agrolytes and then he was he was in i think the first version of the agrolytes too right yeah i want to say yeah i think I don't remember if it was their third or fourth fourth show, but their first show in San Diego, I was the promoter, quote unquote, for it. I um 
I remember I paid him to come down to a, like a coffee shop so we could do an all ages show and yeah. brought the PA system. And I basically borrowed stuff from my job. Like I was working at a hotel in the AV department. So I'm like, can I use all these SM57s and, and XLRs today? I'll bring them back tomorrow at six in the morning. And uh, yeah, I had them, had them play. And Corey was playing drums. Corey um, Horn was playing drums at the time for them too. Oh wow! Yeah, I I actually had a hand in booking their first few few gigs on the East Coast. Um, I booked them in Baltimore, and we my opening band played with them in DC, and they literally played like the shittiest venue in Baltimore because no one <laughs> knew them at the time. Their label was sending me forty fives to like help spread the word out. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I love the albums, the, the three songs I heard from them. I was like, yeah, I could, I'll do anything I can to get you guys on a bill. And um, they had to borrow Backline, and all they brought were their guitars and bass, and they had to borrow everything else. And yep. and uh, when Brian Dixon remembers remembers me and remembers me doing that for them every time <laughs> he sees me. So I, I, it's always fun. Well, that I mean, that's what you have to do on a shoestring. Do whatever you can to to share the music and let people hear what it is. Yeah. Let's and like, fully... like you were saying earlier, you've been taking the smoke and mirrors out outside of, of, of the bunker, right? Like you've been taking the live show, like you have, you have musicians that, that play, but then you also do a dub, a dub DJ set too, right? Yeah. I am coming up, uh, Saturday. So a week from today, uh, I'm doing a, a live set at this place called La Bamba room in Barrio Logan, San Diego. And it's me and my friend Gene from um, DJ Genius <laughs> from um, City Soul Collective. And he he spins records. I do the dub set and the two of us do mashups where I'll do the dub tracks and I've told him what the BPM is, what the key is. And then we'll do a song with like 90s hip hop like mashed on top of it. So he'll scratch on it and stuff like oh, wow. that. That's, That's super fun. fun. And then I just did like three weeks ago, uh, a dub trio where it's me doing the dubs, but we have a live drummer. Um, that was Donnie who was playing in big mountain on drums. And then Jeffrey from mob town and smoke and mirrors playing bass. And basically I mute them and unmute them or add effects to them. So I dub them in real time live. Wow. And it was like, crazy crazy energy it's really now, are you playing sax during that too i tried singing and playing sax at the same like doing it at the same time and it's like then i'm not paying attention to the dub engineer yeah I, I it's like in in that i don't want to necessarily just be a karaoke kind of thing yeah like it, it's cool but i i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah. you, you need you need a robot that can play sax for you that's exactly no like. oh, yeah sax robot um yeah. coming up we're um so we're doing another show live show with the 11 piece but then on the 13th of december we're opening up for western standard time and i'm hoping that this will work out we've been rehearsing it with the band but the drummer gets a click track and all the videos if you've seen any of the videos we're going to do at least six or eight of them in real time, synced up. So the drummer will be playing, the live band will be playing, but you'll see the video from the songs that are on the oh, record. Cool. 
Wow, that's even that's taking it's taking the live performance. An, Any anytime I can make it even harder on myself, that's what I want to try and do. When 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 are you guys gonna play that that new dome in Las Vegas, right? That's oh, gonna, that, right, that would be something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping that this will be a, a proof of concept and and people will dig it and it'll make a, a big impression. Yeah, and if, it's, I, if it if it fails, honestly, it'll just be the band playing live, and that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's that's so awesome that you're willing to take that next step. Like that's that that's a risk. Like like usually when it comes to live performance, bands don't usually take risks. So that's commendable in in its own right. Like, uh, and well, I think having well, going an audio, out and playing going out and playing shows right now is a risk. So yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 still like I. Even this area, the, you know, we, we have a lot of bands, we have a lot of things going on, but the, the place I'm at in Baltimore, I, I really have not been out to like a live music gig and anything like my buddies and I have been talking. We're like, man, there's nothing really coming up that, you know, that interests us. I mean, there, there are some things like here and there that we've gone to, but most of it's been in D.C., but a lot of the places in Baltimore, like the even like the venues we like, they, it's just... The mu- we, we, we don't have things that really connect us like we're like ah, i don't want to really see that see that you know there's not a lot of stuff going on as like it was three or four if years ago you that's know? the thing if it's if it's stuff you dig then you kind of have to be the diy person if it's within this genre you know i mean unless unless uh kristen lady hatchet's doing some you know, doing Scotch bonnets, or or if it's uh, James from Eastern Standard Time, is putting together a show. Yeah, it seems like it's probably really hard to to see a show or have a show. Yeah, and I yeah, know and, that and my buddy who's in LA has something every every weekend to go to, and you're like, oh my god! But yeah, but I'm sure it's San Diego's LA. San Diego's like like there are things, but it's like few and far between, right? Yeah, there's I mean, there's Cali reggae stuff all the time. It feels like it's every week. But this kind of stuff that I'm doing is is kind of different. Um, like Roddy is coming from uh, the specials on December first, and I was like, well, I I guess I'll be the person putting on the show. <laughs> Curtis from Monkey's like, hey man, uh, we need to find a venue and do a thing. I'm like, well, I guess it's me. Let's do it. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I'm I'm back at it. I'm like, man, didn't I do this like 25 years ago? <laughs> Crap. Oh, I'm still doing it. But yeah. it, if you want to do it, you have to do it yourself a lot of the time. Yeah, I've I've had some people contact me, and I'm just like I have reached out to some venues over the summer. I had I had a, a, a venue offer me a, a date, and I contacted like eight bands, and nobody could do it because it was like so like last minute. And then I've had some touring bands contact me, and I'm like, I've tried, but it's it's really like a venue and space option. There aren't enough venues, there aren't enough spaces available right now, so. Try, yeah. there, there's a couple there's a couple opening but hoping in the next few months it's, it, it turns around yeah it's also trying to cover people's guarantees because touring is, yeah. is so expensive too I mean I want to go out and play hey I'll play there for free all you need to do is get us there have us instruments and put us up and feed us other than that we're free have you, know, you guys like, thought about doing any festivals or is that is that on the docket we've we've done them in san diego and i would i'm a yes to everything i always say this to anyone and everyone if anyone hears this i am a yes but there are 10 other people yeah now i'm also a yes if you know you want me to do the dub stuff i'm also a yes if you can afford to do three people showing up you know we'll do the trio thing 
Um, we are thinking, we've been thinking for two years about, wouldn't it be cool to do Europe and the UK too? Yeah. But doing that, you know, it's like, okay, visas, flights, how do we eat? Um, boy, I wish I had a rich uncle, you know? <laughs> People say, like a, lord, like a lord, someone who had a castle right. in Europe somewhere. Right, right. Just yes. stay, I'm like... an artisan in your fault. <laughs> Let me do the work, sir. But I mean, people say stuff like that all the time. Like, what would you do if you won a million dollars? I'm like, well, I'd probably go on tour and lose it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the, the next person next to you would say, go to a casino and lose it all. So, right, so, right. You know, at least you'll have that experience, right? Like, that's. Yeah. that's yeah, some folks that's, go. That's go, your dopamine, right? Like, yeah, some folks know. go skydiving, water skiing, you know, trips to to Europe to mountain climb, Nepal, whatever. And I'm just like, I just want to go play music in some bars and theaters somewhere. That's well, my that's, little dream. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Well, 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 John, too, I, I wanted to talk to you about the. I I don't know if you could. I don't know if this has been a released or officially, but. You have you have some Christmas projects in the works too, right? Yes. So the the Christmas dub album. Speaking of dub robot, Brian Wallace is playing um, basically the lead, like the vocal part, all throughout every song on the album. It's another one by Nate Black Market Bridges. Um, he got uh, drums by Horseman from Prince Fatty. Oh wow! And um, then Brandon Nisnik or he are playing bass or guitar or keyboards. Brandon's now playing stick bass for Smoke and Mirrors too. I, I get him down from LA uh, for shows. Um, and then I'm playing all of the, the backing sax horn arrangements for it. Oh, cool. Um, it's all Christmas tunes. Wait, let me look at the record real quick. I won't remember the words or the, the words. The, but it, um, it, the, the design on it is is a throwback to, to, to like yes. the old yeah. school EC comics, right? Yes. And um, it actually has a picture of Dub Robot's. Oh gosh, what's it called? It's basically his uh, his space wagon. It's a a Volvo wagon that he, in reality, has put random pieces of, you know, trash on and painted it silver. It's pretty awesome. He he would go out and do his live dubs in parking lots of shows, and so it it's that is his sleigh. And then Nate is dressed up as Santa and the, the deer are carrying the dub robot wagon sleigh. Wow. Through space. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And when's uh, when's the Christmas special coming out? That's right, yeah. The, the Star Wars Christmas special. No. <laughs> <laughs> um actually I'll be talking to him probably today because he <laughs> he has all these videos and that's gonna this next week. We're like, oh my God, Christmas album, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah, okay. That's our release. We we have to do that because it's yeah. so cheesy and commercial and insane.
But, super tangent, Nate recorded himself doing the live dubs for the album in real time wearing a Santa outfit. So he's, <laughs> so he's going to have some promo videos. You know, we'll have like 30 second teasers of him in a Santa outfit actually doing the dubs. So is it is it like a 70s like styled like Christmas dub album or what, what, what's the It's the um, music? Well, like... Um, the first Noel, O Come All Ye Faithful, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, O Holy Night, Old Lang Syne. And then I'll look at the other side. Doo-doo. It's basically all those tunes, but done as, I would say it's a lot closer to being like Tubby, you know, like King Tubby yeah. dubs for sure. Um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Jingle Bell Rock. White Christmas, Here Comes Santa Claus, and Melikaleki Maka, which oh, actually has one of Nate's friends on um, lap steel, I believe, or pedal steel guitar. Wow. <laughs> and it's that's, pretty. And, that, and that'll be available on an escape hatch like your website, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it'll probably go live um, Black Friday, and it should be ready. And then this is my favorite part. It's, I know you can't see it on the, but... <laughs> I, oh yeah, I had yeah. them, them do uh, peppermint, the star candies. Yeah, um, wow. The vinyl. You, you don't see a lot of peppermint vinyl. That's, that's pretty <laughs> cool. When I when I talked to um, Justin at Pirates Press, who did the the pressing of it, um, I asked him, "What do you think of the picture disc?" And I was like, "Well, you could get it to look really good and not sound good, or you yeah. could get it to look like this does, and you, it would sound much better." So I went for the sound end of thing because it's a freaking dub record. I want people to listen yeah. to it. You need the fidelity, yeah. That's yeah, and about. and honestly, the pressing was beautiful, like yeah. that. Yeah, the, was, have you guys done any picture discs? You haven't done that before, right? I don't think that I will. I I could be lying, but yeah. if it's not going to sound as good, I don't want to yeah. press it. Yeah, if that's I like the whole like the lathe records, like that that whole yeah. thing too, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, I want it to sound good. I actually want people to play it and not just look at it. I want it to be something fun. I mean, when I was a kid, that was a thing for me in albums. You know, there there was no internet and there was no book about each record I was listening to. I was reading the liner notes and looking at the artwork on the record itself or looking at the record itself. Um, all, the, all the Escape Hatch records too. I mean, <laughs> there's liner notes. <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's like There's, a lost that is such a lost art because I, all the all the stuff that i've downloaded on Bandcamp, um i i think besides besides you know your stuff a lot of a lot of it is missing you know like liner notes aren't even included in yeah you kind of have to go to wikipedia or discogs and, and somewhere to try and find it yeah and i like having something i can see that's from the people making it speaking about it so I'll get the right information, and that's and that's when people like learn how to connect stuff. Like if someone yeah. happens to like find a record of yours one day and they put it on, they might be like, "I'm not familiar with with these covers, or I'm not familiar with these songs." Like it yeah. gives people that access point. Of, yeah, and, and, and also even just listing a producer, you know, or right? If, if you look at the credits, then you'll see all the people that are on it, and you can yeah. literally like Google those people now, and you'll find sixty albums that all these people are on. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, if it, all the all the different people, you guys need a, a smoke and mirror sound system like Family Tree. Like, uh, I could just see all that. <laughs> it would be it would be a mammoth tree. It would be like 
like one of those giant fir trees. I don't I don't know. It, it would it would cover <laughs> it would cover a lot of a lot of area, right? Yeah, I, I think there's more than sixty on all the records now of people. Wow. And I keep trying to get more. I anybody who's great and loves this stuff, I want them. Yeah. You know, I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> It's I think the only the only release we haven't talked about I, that I wanted that I had on my notes to talk to you about would would be the the Dynamos um, yes. split too. Yeah, um, that was that was super interesting. I wanted that to be the first one because that was one of the first tunes that I was working on. Um, when I created it, I didn't have lyrics for it yet, and I called it just Rebel Rhythm. Like, okay, I'm just gonna call that Rebel Rhythm, and created the tune. And then uh, I talked to my friend um, Andrew Bauer, who was in the Steady Ups back in yeah. the day. And now he has the Dynamos, which is basically like him. Dynamos for him is like smoke and mirrors for me. We were just two guys in our rooms stuck in COVID, you know, trying to make music. And unbeknownst to each other, we were both using vocals from Colin Giles. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, really? Because, you know, and, and we're just trading stuff back and forth, like shooting emails back and forth. I'm like, God, okay. We, we are thinking so much alike, you know, and we have the same influences and things that we love. So I'm like, dude, we're, let's just make a, a record with Colin Giles and it's both of us. Yeah. So we did that and then dubs of it and, you know, uh, Nate Black Market did the dubs of it. And it was just the right thing to do. And, and the vibe of the whole thing is so... 1974 yeah Andrew Andrew I've known along like in the early days of like the ska chats and stuff and he he would send me like dynamo stuff like I still have some of the stuff uh, with like people that aren't even playing ska and reggae anymore like this guy Mike Maury from the Los (laughs) Cabriolas and and um, just different people that, that you know that project is so I thought that was really cool that you have that release with them and and just having Colin, Colin's such a great singer from the Big Sound. Like yes. to have him on some of your tracks too. Yeah, actually, uh, just to move back on my plugging it on the thirteenth uh, when we're opening for Western Standard Time. Since Jesse is going to be there singing with Western Standard Time, he's going to sing his single with us as well. I'm a nice. man, and Colin said he would come down and sing everything I own live with us with the I, Big. I band. love I love that Ken Booth tune. Yes, and. Um, that's going to be super fun. And then our three songs in Espanol, we're getting Isaac from Al Malafa to, from, from Tijuana to come sing on those three songs too.
you guys it, it's like so, like the smoke and mirrors thing is such a collaborative thing and it's so cool to see like the different generations you have working with you but like it, it's almost like a, a, a global thing you know yeah actually um i'd call him a close friend and i haven't met him yet um but tony devonish uh from Le- revelation in the uk he's the guy that wrote the uh the lyrics for more that unites that um Roy Ellis and Dan Vitale are the singers on. And he wrote the original melody for it too and wrote the tune. And I was like, dude, play it with your band, play it with revelation live so that someone's going to be playing it. But we sang um, backgrounds for both of those. Cause I'm like, I know that we can both sing this song, but let's let those two guys sing the song. Cause you know, who are we? Yeah. Well, 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 that's really, you mentioned the revelation that that's really cool because also in escape hatch, you have a release, a split with them. Yes. With, you know, the nine inch, is it nine inch, nine, nine inch reggae. Yeah. Inch uh, reggae. And of course it's escape hatch zero zero nine, even though, <laughs> even though I'm, I pressed it beforehand, I'm like, well, it has to be number nine, obviously. Um, that was another one of those, like Brandon, uh, wise owl was working on for with black market with Nate, he was working on right where it belongs. And Tony didn't know this in the UK with revelation, but he sent me a few tracks. And one of them was a Trent Reznor track. Every day is exactly the same. They're both off the same album and they didn't even know that each other were doing it. And I'm like, okay, well again, this is another one of those. We have to do these two things on vinyl together. And Mike Buckmiller, he just nailed it. I'm like, I want it to look like it could be a Nine Inch Nails remix record, you know? Yeah, and we're even going to do like, like yeah. a dark blue vinyl with black swirls in it. So it's, you know, super dark. But we're going to have red, gold, and green, but they're going to be like rust. <laughs> you know, the green will be like mold <laughs> or like corrosion. I wonder. I wonder what Trent Reznor would think if he if he. Uh, well, I I hope he would dig it because it, it shows you know it definitely shows respect. All these things are not jokes. They're all like we. He's another great songwriter. Honestly, yeah, he's a he's a great songwriter. So. musical documentary it's like they would pick a song they would pick an album and they would talk to the person behind the album for like 30 minutes and um they had one on trent reznor and and you know the the big um the hurt 
um song yeah yeah hurt like the one yeah, Johnny, Johnny Cash did yeah yeah and um it, he he literally the way he talks about his art and craft is uh, is like next level it's it's really it was hard to it was hard to digest it just just because he was talking <laughs> about his musical he was trying to explain his his thought process with the songwriting and the creative process of putting the song together and it was it was like you were listening to it but it was like you the way i was taking it, it was like he was he couldn't put it into words like he but it was so poetic what he was saying but it yeah you couldn't you couldn't picture in your mind it was so complicated well the the fact that he won and uh i believe it was an oscar right for um yeah. the social network and that was an incredibly like it was a great soundtrack mm-hmm. and he he's okay you've you've got my complete and utter respect like once i get a grammy you know or an oscar on my desk i can say something but i've got nothing bad to say at this point yeah well, Wait, well someone someone you you recorded a track with uh they're nominated this year for for a grammy the loving poppers you know that yes yeah yeah and you, did a, pretty, you did a track with kelly yeah that was pretty wild and it, yeah. and it's it's wild because like you know victor's doing remixes of that stuff and he's playing bass on my stuff and he's doing remixes of like the next album we're doing too. And yeah. And, um, Kelly was just, it was really fun. She was kind of, um, learning the home recording process too, during pandemic stuff. Like, uh, okay, I can try and record this on my iPad. I'm like, give it a shot. Um, that was just, it was so much fun to work on and it felt, felt like it was going to be cinematic, you know, once it came, started coming, the video for that track and that, that's a cool thing about all the all your singles like your youtube page is almost it's almost like a movie now right you have you have yeah. like probably like 15 to maybe even more than that 20 different tracks and some of the videos you have you have puppets in some videos you have yeah. animation it's it's really it's really a creative endeavor and that's well my thought has always been it's it's smoke and mirrors pay no attention to me the man behind the curtain <laughs> who wants to see an old fat white guy i don't want to see an old fat white guy <laughs> And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not very good sex symbol, but <laughs> so at least we can have animation, you know, and that's the, that's the thing I would want to watch. I think uh, we're watching blue eyed samurai on Netflix, like episodes every week right now. It's pretty fantastic, but I'm into that. And I want to see stuff that I'm already into, right? I want to yeah. hear stuff that I'm already into that I would dig and that people like me would, would dig too. So. Awesome. Well, well, thanks. Thanks for chatting with me, John. And what, yes, what's next? What's next for smoke and mirrors that you guys haven't done yet? That's, that's my, that'll be my last question. 
Well, like I said, on the 13th, it's, that's going to be our first use of the video stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've heard any, any of them yet. There's, there's a few of the singles out, but I'm almost finished with the, um, uh, with the big audio dynamite number 10 upping street tribute album reimagined. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm actually, it's, I'm trying to do a double album because why not lose more money? <laughs> but I want to be, it wanted to be number 10 dubbing street. So the original, they, they called it number 10 upping street as a joke against number 10 downing street. And I'm doing number 10 dubbing street. So all nine of the original songs on the original album recreated for vinyl on one record. Then the next record, all dubs of those songs. So yeah, wow. that's the, that's the next thing in line. Um, I already have Rogers done one, John Kwan's done one, DM Khan's hopefully going to get one for me. And then Nate black market, as soon as he gets his studio up, like, I'm like, come on, I'm, I've got nine of them. Just throw them at you as soon as he's ready. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to get everybody that I dig. Uh, I, uh, agent J same thing. He, he did a couple dubs for it as well. Oh wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be an epic, and that's your first full album, like a tribute, like a full tribute album. album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I think that one merited it. Um, I've posted a few times, like you know, when I was listening to my Walkman delivering newspapers at three in the morning, I would play that tape until I wore it out. Between that, Fishbone, Truth, and Soul at the time, um there were two or three others where like, those were the albums I would just listen to for three hours in the dark while I was throwing newspapers on people's doors. And, and that's the thing with the clash always gets all the accolades and, and not much is known and written about big audio dynamite unless, unless you were there in the moment, I feel like knowing who they were and what they were. Yeah. For, for me, I was just a little too young to have seen the clash by two years. I could have seen them. And I was really bummed about that. It was kind of like I'd miss seeing the English beat, but I was, you know, I'm going to play with those guys one day. I even wrote it in the concrete on the side of the house in wet concrete. And then I ended up playing uh, with Dave Wakeling for six years. If I could, I would have loved to have met Joe Strummer, for instance. But Joe and Mick and Don Letts fascinated me. Like they were making incredible. You listen to it now and it sounds like it was made in 1985 or 86. But in 85 or 86, nobody was making that. Nobody. Yeah. That was pioneering, really. Yeah, um, it was like what the class was doing, but took it exactly. Like a t- it's a, it, a couple steps forward. You know? That's why I'm trying to treat this like that was the last time I believe 
that Mick and Joe worked on an album and it was sort of like Joe crashed the party in the studio and was like, Hey guys, <laughs> Hey, I, I, you know, let me, let me help you out. Um, so you can tell, you can hear these songs, the root of the song and go, that's a Strummer Jones collaboration right there. To me, that's like that, a lost Sandinista album in essence. Yeah. So I was trying to treat this whole album kind of like that. Which would, what would be the direction they would go if they were, you know, let's just take it to Jamaica. Let's, let's take it to Cuba. Let's take it to Puerto Rico. Let's take it to all these different places and change the styles. Like if you have a song called Sambadrome, you really need an entire bateria. You yeah. got to have like a full samba drum line. And if you're doing a song called Limbo the Law, shouldn't it be like a 17 piece band? Yes. Yes, it should. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, I really feel like that's the direction reggae is moving in. It's just, it's, it's being infused with Latin music now. Like there, there are yeah. some really awesome bands from South America and Mexico that are Huge. mixing like ska reggae and punk, the yes. punk attitude yeah. with that. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I, that's where I see the music growing. The like, uh, Son Rompe Pero, right? Son Rompe yeah. Son Rompe. Oh, I freaking love them. My, I, my buddy in LA told me about them, and I, I've been obsessed with them ever since, you know. We were, um, I mean, we were already recording uh, Vida Sinto Amor for Liquidator, and they did a cover of it. Because I was like, oh, I hope nobody else is doing this right now. Because I'll look like a, a jackass, you know. <laughs> like, okay, put out this record while somebody else just put out that record. But they had a... I'd seen a couple of live YouTube versions and they did it in a different key. And again, they use marimba. Yeah. It changes freaking everything. And, and <laughs> like Gumbia style, you know, percussion going on. It's everything they do, whatever it is, it's just, I love it. And it's a completely different flavor. And I'm actually continue to move forward on my end, getting more people to do like, like more cumbia and Latin influenced stuff. Yeah, cumbia is in, in DC. It's huge. It is. It is. Like I have two friends that DJ it, and, and they're reggae, they're into reggae too. But when they get picked to DJ a club in DC, they're playing cumbia. You know, like that's yeah. that's what people want to hear. That's the dance music of of DC right now. It's like they can pack a club. You know, with yeah with playing that well, and and it's interesting because it's not like. They, they can play like a track from the 60s and 70s and also mix it with a modern track. It's different how that music, it's, it, I, I don't think it, you know, like like having a Scott Reggae night, if a DJ would play that, it, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't necessarily flow or mix, but with Cumbia, it, it's different. I, I don't quite understand. It, it's somewhat, it transcends to a degree. I, yeah. I've found that like, because I'm doing the, you know, the dub sets. And when I do the live dubs, I can see that a different group of people pop out like, wait a minute, what is that guy doing? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing Vida Sinto Amor as a cumbia dub. Check it out. Or I'm doing like Dia de Mi Suerte, but with a different set of percussion on it. And, and I see people moving on the dance floor. I'm like, okay, I need to do six more songs like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's a good, that's a good template of, of trying to like see what music will make people pop is taking it out to, to like us like thinking of like that's how it was done in jamaica with the sound systems yeah. you know 
Yeah. They would test songs out. Is this song going to be a hit? Is this rhythm going to be a hit? And that's how people did it. It was like that, you know, that test, you know, so. Yeah, like I can just, I can hear each tune. Like, I'm like, oh, this one's going to be so good. I know what I'm going to do with this one. It's going to be yeah. freaking great. Well, that's, that's that's awesome, John. Why well, I'm I'm so happy that that things with Smoke and Mirrors and your other projects, everything's working so well, and it's really awesome. All the stuff you're releasing on Escape Hatch, and what's the best way for people to keep up to date? Um, if you want to buy stuff, go to escapehatchrecords.com, uh, I believe, or escapehatch. Yeah, escapehatchrecords.com. Um, if you want to see a whole bunch of videos, I mean, we do have the Smoke and Mirrors YouTube channel. Or the Smoke and Mirrors regular um, www.smokeandmirrorsoundsystem.com. Long name, sorry. <laughs> but but and you can also follow on like um, you know you guys have a YouTube page and um, Facebook, yep. Instagram, Bandcamp you, for Smoke and Mirrors too. You can pick up the digital releases too, right? Yeah, um, I haven't done as much on on Bandcamp lately. Um, we'll see where it's heading. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm trying to get stuff on Spotify as well. Oh, we've got a lot more stuff. Uh, if, if you're looking for us, the first Smoke and Mirrors stuff, sound system was a single word because that's what Liquidator put out and that's what Batasonic put out. Yeah. Um, the stuff that I've put out is now two words, sound and system. Oh, that's so if so you're looking like, I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, well, half of it's there, half of it's... One word, half of it's two word. But. Oh yeah, I, you know it's funny. Like something as silly as something like that will will, will mess up the algorithm in some way. Oh, it, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, do I take off all the stuff from the the two the one word version? No, we'll leave it all in and just keep yeah. going. So yeah, just gotta keep. Going oh, we were also on um, TikTok too. Uh, I can't dance well if at all, <laughs> but it, I have some you know fun little snippets of videos and. You get to see my hands move faders. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, well, thanks again for joining us, and and hopefully, hopefully, we get you back for a third time. So you'll be thank there. you for having me, and I'm always yeah. down. Sweat,